Well, in uh, moving through uh, 2023 as far as the podcast goes, uh, one other thing happened a couple times uh, in 2023. Uh, and speaking of Angie watching TV shows is... Warning. The podcast you're about to listen to may contain graphic descriptions of violent assaults, murder, and adult language. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Murder Police Podcast. Goodbye, 2023, and hello, 2024. Welcome back. I'm Wendy. And I'm David. Well, David, you know, we've been off the grid for a little bit, and uh, I thought it would be great for us to do an episode to recap what happened in 2023 and let our listeners know what they can expect in 2024. I agree. I think it's a a good idea because uh, we did kind of go quiet for there for a while, uh, but there were a lot of things going on here on the farm and some projects have been working on. And getting things scheduled. So I know we weren't there with any episodes, but they're coming. And this is a good way to start 2024 out for sure. Um, before we start that, though, I, I did want to take a minute to thank all the listeners. I mean, it's incredible how many people have downloaded us in the last three years. And we couldn't have this show without you, obviously, in that. Uh, it's a hobby for us. But mm-hmm. I think we're still pinching ourselves at the popularity that we've gained and the way the audience continues to grow. And that's all over the world. I think it is. Crazy. I mean, I, when you often tell me of the places that we're charting in, I, I mean, I'll be honest, I have to look some of the places up because I've never heard of some of them. So, um, I, I'm certainly impressed and excited at the same time. And, um, you know, I think we, I've had a couple of occurrences where I've been places and, maybe have on a murder police shirt or talk about it. And someone will mention that they listen to the murder police podcast. And then I kind of don't know whether to tell them that we do it or just listen to what they have to say, but they're so excited. And, and I, you know, obviously I go on and tell them, but it is very exciting that people listen and, and it's just literally an idea that you came up with while mowing grass one day. Yeah. Where most of my good ideas come up with, I think, I think so. So yeah, for sure. It, uh, I remember when we were in Florida last year and we were at that Cuban bar and we gave that swag out and a woman opened. She goes, oh, I'll subscribe to this. Do you know who does that one? And I'm like, yeah, we do. And, and so it is crazy. And you know, when I travel, when I teach is that I've had several instances where, uh, a student in the class where I'm teaching in a state far from here, has listened to before and and it's just it's ironic and and it's also we're going to talk in a little bit it's led to some other opportunities and some different exposure that we didn't have before so that said if you listen to us thank you thank you thank you uh, if you're new to us in the murder police podcast and do us a, a big favor and subscribe uh and on your auto on your podcast platform and our youtube channel and set everything up to download everything automatically so that you don't miss an episode and and stick with us. Tons of great stuff coming. Tons of great stuff coming. Well, why don't we look at the episodes that we published in 2023 and kind of talk about those a little bit and talk about what maybe our listeners can expect in 2024 and kind of maybe talk about some things that happened with us. We've had a couple of losses and a couple of gains as far as our farm animals go. Um I I know we covered a good bit of domestic violence 
2023. And that started with the murder of Todd Schumacher. And that was a four-part series, I do believe. And uh, we brought on Lieutenant uh, Jai Hamilton with uh, the Fayette County Animal Control, right. and she played a vital role in that. And and ironically, we, uh, you know, I kind of scooped Jai up under my wing, and she became our dog trainer, which is one of our new gains in 2024. And and just she's really just a great person. We, you know, we went to dinner this past Friday night just to not even talk about dogs, but she played such a great role in that in, um, as well as all of animal control officers do. They're, they're there solely for the purpose of the, the animal's well-being. And she, I believe, uh, that's how you came to know Jai. Um, right. Through the police that, department. Yeah. And, and you know, the thing that uh, was interesting in that episode is, is she brought the awareness of how animals are used as control factors in, in domestic violence cases. And, um, and you know, it was, we did do, uh, quite a, a few domestic violence cases, domestic violence cases in 2023. But in the last three years, I looked one day at them and thought, wow, uh, too many, right? We know right. That that's a major problem. I think I said before that when I was actually investigating homicides, you get so down in the nitty gritty that you're aware you're doing a domestic violence murder, but it's not until you step back as to how many you probably did. And that's, it's reflective in what we're covering. So yeah, Jai was fantastic uh, in that Rob Wilson really walked us through that case very well. Four episodes. And again, it's called the murder of Todd Schumacher. Um, and people need to listen to it, if nothing else, to find out how disappointing the end was. And I'm yeah, it was it very disappointing. But, you know, I think also a lot of people don't realize that, you know, you hear domestic violence and you instantly think female. And Todd was a victim of domestic violence. And um, I think oftentimes we just have in our minds that that's a a, a woman only uh, offense, if you will. And, and it certainly wasn't in that case. And it did have a horrible, disgusting ending. And, and I, I was very irate for, for uh, the family of, of Todd and how that ended. But uh, in between that, we did recap uh, what I refer to as my Angie, uh, my, my best friend, another domestic uh, murder. If you've not listened to our podcast previously, we covered the murder of Angela Owens Wooldridge, my very best friend of 31 years. Uh, if you will recall, that's really the first time we ever took out and took the drone and did an off-site recording. And we went to the cemetery right. one year past Angie's murder. And uh, that was a, a real Really good YouTube piece for us. That's where it, it was a promo. It was, piece. It was a promo. Yeah. And it's very um, moving, though, I will say. It that. is. It's it does moving. bring a awareness to domestic violence, but also sheds a little bit of uh, light on her story. Not entirely, but, but we did that. And then uh, prior to uh, Angie's murder, literally the month before, we had little. Lydia Blanche Cassidy, uh, in the same town that we live in. Angie was in February and Lydia was in January. Uh, right. so one month difference. And, uh, that was another four part series that we covered with her, her sister, Carolyn Hunley. Fantastic and woman. It was a really another, gr- just so horrifically sad domestic case. And, and Carolyn is, you know, raising Lydia's children and, and, um, and so that's she's really stepped up to be a voice for domestic violence as well. Well, she's got that organization that they formed. Yeah, called Beehive Strong. Beehive Strong. Which is it, our, our little bee, bee that and we got. There's a ball cap behind you. I don't know if they yeah, can see that. And ball cap we'll and splash something on the screen with the links if you if you get a chance to. 
go to the Be Half Strong website. That's going to appear on the on the YouTube video. It's just Be Hive, and it's a B is in boy H I V E mm-hmm. Strong dot com is to go and maybe support them, and and they've got tons of merch that supports the project as well too. Taking that that pain and and doing something different with it. Uh, that's what's always been remarkable about surviving family members yes. is that when they can metabolize that that way to uh, work that through. But yeah, that's the murder of Lydia Blanche Cassidy, four parts broken down. Carolyn courageously walked us through the madness that her and her family witnessed yes. all the way up to Lydia being murdered. And uh, and that one had a different ending than Todd Schumacher. Uh, we'll just leave it at that. It, it did, and it, it, it ironically it, had the same ending as, as Angie's Angie, abuser. Well, so it, we moved right from there on into Charlie Sowers. That was a three part that we did. Um, a bar owner, uh, that well, little you know, family owned or personal owned bar, uh, was was murdered, and that was a. Uh, it, it was solved after ten years, and that was really uh Yeah, that one was a good one to look at because uh, we had Rob Wilson back, and, yes. and Rob had. Talked to us about cold case investigation a couple of years ago on, and we do ran some episodes on what a cold case is and what it's like to work those, which I think is pretty entertaining and educational for people that think about those all the time. And then Rob brought this one back that had a 10 year yes, wait 10 before years. they actually put it together. And so that uh, was really great that they finally did get it right. solved. A, a fascinating case. Uh, moved right into that, back into the world of domestic violence and a very bizarre yes. case. And that one was the the murder of Goldie Massey. Yeah, um, we covered seven parts on that. Yeah, that was did. really a very lengthy and really bizarre. Uh, that was one of the more bizarre ones that we've done, For simply sure. because they, and not to spoil it, as you say, but there was only parts of Miss Massey that was found. She was never found in her entirety, and the and and the parts. What I thought was. So intriguing is DNA got brought in to realize that that's who that was, but you had only two body parts in two different locations of Kentucky. That's right. And not all of them have been found. And of course, the the best part of that, too, is we had uh, Chris Coonover back. Yes. Chris is a, a perennial here and does a lot of great work. And we got to bring Steve McCowan in, uh, who is who had never been on the show yeah, before. Yeah, he did a really great job. You know what I thought was so neat about Steve is that he had been a deputy coroner before doing this. That's when I met him, when I was a homicide detective, and he was with the coroner's office. Yeah, I was like, it, uh, you just, he was a great guy. Oh, yeah, Very, was, I yeah. mean. It was neat to watch him move from that and get on the police department and yes. and quickly usher himself into the homicide unit. Uh, he even said he didn't like work on patrol, but he was down to get into the investigation section too. So that's another domestic violence murder, and as people listen, they'll, they'll put that together too. So it, uh, and then we we did uh, the second missing, and we're going to talk more about 2024 on this. Is we met Sharon Latham, uh, out oh, of Frankfurt, such a Kentucky. sweet yeah, woman, beautiful woman, uh, and uh, just like we had we had started with the missing of Michael Keith Gorley, and and really got very close and, and have a strong affection for that family. And I feel the yes. same way about Sharon. Now you you can't do this without starting to have an affinity for that. And are. we met Karen. I'm sorry, we met Sharon. Through the Gorley family, exactly right. At the, so that uh, yeah. that at the picnic, that's how yeah. we made that connection, which was really kind of yeah, neat. Sandra Hasty has the vigil. Sandra has the right. vigil, and, uh, and then together. we met Sharon mm-hmm. there uh, right. the year prior. Um, that you know, my heart breaks for that woman uh, and Sandra as well. Both of them have missing sons, right? 
and adult missing adult sons, missing suspicious sons. weird circumstances very weird and, and and again that's important too so that's missing kevin his name was kjax so we call it missing kevin kjax uh jackson and that's a two episodes uh people need to tune in one to hear just like with michael to hear who michael was and to hear who kjax is and maybe maybe to spread the word get more people listening both of those, like a lot of cases and suspicious circumstances, are somebody knows. Somebody knows Somebody's got to cough up. Somebody's got to come forward, and it may take pressure from friends or whatever uh, to make that happen. Now, one thing, too, when we looked at 2023, because that's not a lot of cases, but there were a lot of episodes. And yes. The one other thing we had common in 2023 with every one of these is we had gone into the world of uh, YouTube, just like right now. With multi-camera experience. Now, I'd always you got look. so much flashback from me over that. I was so unhappy oh, about exactly. doing that. Yeah, because yeah. well, I convinced Wendy it was harder to edit and she couldn't cuss as much, which has made the house quieter and doesn't feel like <laughs> Sailor Week in New York. So it, uh, but true, but but I said we have always loaded the audio on YouTube, yes, and, and, which is okay because and you know what we did that mainly because I had literally probably three or four people that use that as a player and i was like okay that's that's not a big deal we'll load that up but starting in, in the beginning of 2023 and now moving forward if you're watching this you put it together it's on youtube is that everything we do with i can't see where it's not doing it will be on video right. so you get to see the faces that hear the people uh get a feel for who they are I, I wish we had been doing video three years ago from day one but we didn't but we're there now well, yeah. for example we would have had ray the da that's the first God, thing i thought of exactly. when you said 3 years Rest ago we you know we yeah. had ray the the da from at the lexington uh kentucky commonwealth, commonwealth attorney and you know we lost ray a couple of years ago and he was just ray was just really a neat guy and you know he has so many hundreds of cases under his belt because he had practiced for years and years. But right. Ray was just, a, you and Ray, just watching the two of you, it was kind of like a dad and his, his son. Yeah, you really. know, I'll, I'll say this because it it uh, it was very difficult to lose him. In a lot of ways, Ray, um, I looked up at him like a lot. And, you know, we met Matt Brotherton and Abigail. And yeah. uh, well, of all things, the other night we went to the retirement party for Dr. Greg Davis. Who, who we, we did an episode right on. on medical pathology, a, a forensic pathology. And, uh, uh, and you, you know, we were talking there too. And, and the one thing about Ray is, is that, uh, if Ray got to know you and, and thought of your work ethic and trusted you, you were in. And, and that, and that, you know, I was blessed to be in, um, just a lot of good memories. A lot. Of, I learned so much from that man. And and it's. I will say it's hard to get around anybody that was in the murder business or anything without Ray's name coming. Oh up. yeah, Ray was, was just. He was very well known in in what he did, um, and very well respected. But he was kind of a no nonsense guy. Yeah, really, he was. Oh God, yes. I did. That's just an understatement. No nonsense. Understatement. Um. So yeah, we we have. Uh, like you said, there wasn't a a lot of episodes as far as each individual case we covered, but. Each case we covered had a lot of episodes and they're, within it. They're they're powerful. They're they send a message. They uh, they lift the victim's name up, which is a goal we have, and they're educational. Yes, and, and I think that's a big thing. Is uh, maybe while we're getting a pretty good following is the authenticity. In fact, people are learning. So that said, if if you're not if you haven't already, please go to YouTube, find the Murder Police podcast channel, and subscribe and and load in and start watching us there too. We'd we'd really. Uh, We'd really like to appreciate that. Now, I, would, I do want to wrap back around one more time. Um, 
before we walk out of the episodes and the not just in 2023, but so many domestic violence ones is to say one more time that if somebody is in a position where they're concerned about that or have friends is there's resources out there and and it's a difficult position to be in. Uh, I think I'd be remiss or we'd be remiss if we didn't offer one more time. We try to do this. The National Domestic Violence Hotline phone number, which on YouTube will appear on your screen, but that's 1-800-799-7233. Go to the website for the National Domestic uh, Violence uh, uh, Group. Tons of ways to report information, tons of ways that if if the person that uh, you're in fear of is following your footsteps, that the tipping is anonymous, the communications are anonymous, and they can start working safe plans with you right away to exit and get into a safer environment. Had to do that. I I think that's Oh, absolutely. And I think one thing, even though prior to losing Angie, we had covered domestics and, you know, you obviously, even though those were right in our town, you never think that they're going to happen to, to you. And, you know, Angie was kind of not the driving force, but she was really encouraging us to do this podcast because she was a true crime fanatic like I am. And she and I would often watch simultaneously from our homes episodes together and and then talk about it on the phone the next day. But, um, you know, what I've found through Todd and Angie and Lydia Goldie and all the others we've done, it's, it's when they're, when they finally have reached that point and they say they're done, and and that's when that's when tragedy strikes. So that's it. And, and I think that's why it's important to have yes. professional assistance and close support of family to have plans and help people and, who know how to do that. Yes, to help you. and you know, leading up to that, what we know from all of these people, Angie included, is it they knew before that tragic event happened. They knew that they. Well, like Angie spoke to me that she was done and she was trying to find a way to get out and, and, and he, you know, it was kind of getting bad, but wasn't horrible yet, but she knew she didn't want to be in that situation. But I think oftentimes they, they, at least with her, they sometimes feel like maybe I'm overreacting. Okay. Well then today he's not so bad. So maybe I was overreacting. And, but then when you look back at all of it, you realize that was building the whole time. And then when they realized that they can't simply can't do it anymore, that's when, that's when it happens. Right. So yeah, people, if you or your friend think that, okay, now it's better today. Um, I hate to say this, but hang on tight. It'll wrap back around Sure. because those abusers, they do that. They make you feel good tomorrow. And because I think in the back of their mind, they know what's coming. So get out while you can. Don't worry about dignity of having to tell your friends or anyone that it just didn't work and I can't do it no more. Um, just get out safely, you know, for yourself, your children, whomever's in there with you. Just get out, man, male or female. Right, exactly. We'll be back after a quick break. Bloody FM presents Hometown Ghost Stories, a paranormal podcast that investigates a new town every week, bringing you all the hauntings from haunted houses to castles, bridges to asylums, wandering spirits to demons. Over 100 episodes covering different towns all over the world. Tune in to Hometown Ghost Stories live on YouTube every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern or on any podcast platform and find out if your hometown 
is haunted. Well, in uh, moving through uh, 2023 as far as the podcast goes, uh, one other thing happened a couple of times uh, in 2023. Uh, and speaking of Angie watching TV shows is we were interviewed by two different major networks. And, and yeah. I, yeah. Okay. One of them, I, I'm not going to name uh, the first one because there's a non-disclosure and we don't know when or if that'll uh, air. But um, there is another one that, that I did after we did one and – Within two weeks, we got a call from another producer, and the one that uh, that I did uh, singularly actually aired. Uh, yeah, on last January night. 5th. Yeah, last well, <laughs> last, last night. night's contemporaneous. Well, 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 that's right. I in mean, three I, years that's going to be sound. In three different. years, it'll sound stupid, but yeah. but can we can we give the date? Well, so yeah, January fifteenth. January fifteenth. But but if people, if I think what was neat about it was uh, uh, the producers had uh, actually gone through and uh listen to our podcast of the murder of Michael Turpin along with the fantastic production that Erica Fries and the Lexington Pod and Jonathan's yes. her brother and the Lexington podcast do, which isn't one of our my favorite shows and the coolest people in the world. We've had them here in the studio. Yes. They've met Fran. So getting back to it on investigation discovery if, if anybody wants to go and look this up because it's action packed full of stars is uh it's called Seduced to Slay, mm-hmm. a three-ring murder. I think it's season one, episode eight. And yes. uh, as of now, it's out on on demand. And what was neat is they they interviewed Fran Root. Who, who is, who one is of the, the lead detective on Exactly. That. I mean, to be able to have that present sense of knowledge, they they talk at great length with Erica Fries from the Lexington podcast. I smile because she's, she's knocked it out of the park. Uh, I'm in there a little bit, a couple of times. Yeah. I'm in there. And a, a neat thing, too, that I'd kind of forgot about, and didn't know back when I was on the PD is a friend of mine that retired from the police department this in the last two years, Danny Fleischer, was a close friend of Michael Turpin. Yes. And uh, they interviewed uh, Danny, and it gave it that perspective of what it was like for Danny to lose a very close friend back then. And you can tell it still impacted Danny. So watch for us uh, on We'll probably put a, a social media thing out if Network A, the first one, goes ahead and airs that piece. I think – that was a total of seven hours between the two of us. Yeah, on the on first different. network that may or may not uh, exactly. appear. That was really exciting. You know, I, I will say it, that case, uh, can we even tell what it was on? No. Okay, we can't, uh, we can't yeah, even tell which episode it was on, but it was one we had covered in the past. And, of course, mm-hmm. that's how they found us. But um, that was really neat um, to do that. And and I guess for me, it kind of made me realize how out there we are because exactly. that's how they found us. Yeah. Exactly. And, so, and I guess that's a thing now is that uh, when they're looking for material, which speaking of which is that there's a, a, I'm going to be uh, in the very, very near future uh, meeting with a, another video producer. So maybe maybe people will see us out and about on something other than YouTube. I know I know for investigation discovery, but kind of a neat thing. Nothing I never would have. Imagined yeah, that. I wouldn't have either. And then I guess I could go on and say I, I wouldn't have also imagined you were offering to charge me for your autograph and pictures last well, night. It, it, it's a know? business. You know, it's it's a business. So, I mean, I'm sorry, but, I mean, family only goes so far. And I didn't pay you. I, got, I didn't yeah. pay you either. Oh, you and will. I declined the— You will. I declined In other every ways, day. exactly. Um, well, moving on. Yeah, moving speaking on. Speaking of pain with, with my life, um, 
here at the farm. I mean, people, we've shared some things on social yeah. media where people have an idea of the, you know, the the, the big picture is that uh, it's a, a teeny tiny little hobby farm and uh, you, you've taken in rescue miniature horses yeah, and stuff like that. So, I love the minis. Yeah. And, and that's probably some of the things that happened in 2023. We were talking that we've had some loss and, and sadly enough, we yeah, lost we two. lost two of them, and they both were rescues. That I mean, we'd had them for five years, and ironically, we got um, the two that we lost. The, the first, the second one that we lost, he came with his little bonded pair, but we got them first, and then a couple of weeks over later, after getting them, uh, that rescue facility asked if we would take on the other one, and we did. Um, and yeah, we lost Polly, and that was so sad. And then. I guess it was probably a month and a half, two months later, we lost Richmond. The, the hard part with doing rescue horses like that, minis, is the same thing if you do rescues for dogs or cats. Yeah. You usually get them older in life. Yeah. And, and which means you have they a limited They were older. Time. And so, I mean, for people who are wondering, probably like I would be if I was listening or watching a podcast, well, what happened? And we really don't know. I think it was just they were older. Polly, we knew it had some laminatic events with her feet prior to us getting her. And she, by all accounts, had been really healthy her last few years. But we had noticed her starting the last little bit, losing some weight. And she was, you know, really close to 20, 21 right. at that time. And, and she had um, come from a, a rescue yeah, where she was, she was very abused. abused. That was, and so I, I will say this, that one of the joys of that was – uh, she never had a bad day here. Period. No, um, we even corrected the. She never, uh, never really had a laminatic event. Put no. her on a dry lot and controlled her diet. Yeah, and she did good. And then, like you said, I think I was in Oklahoma, maybe, and you called and you had found Richmond. Yeah, Richmond. Paint. Polly was alive when we found her down, down, and so we had to humanely euthanize her. And then Richmond had already passed. It was just horrific because yeah, you were gone and. I called bawling and you were like, what? Because it was early in the mm-hmm. morning and you were so confused. And, and so, yeah, it was, those were two heartbreaking, uh, events. And so we still have Casper and we still have Richmond's counterpart, Ravenna. And then, uh, talking about what we brought on, uh, while we still had Richmond, I don't know if we had already lost Polly, maybe, mm-hmm. uh, you got George, who's a, not a mini. Um, they, you ride, David, you've turned into a cowboy on us now. Exactly. And, um, I got him from my farrier who used to be a cop, Chris Flannery. Yeah. And now he takes good care of us. And yeah, he retired uh, out and now he does horses feets and, uh, trims them. And George is a gentleman. And so, yeah, you had, I mean, shall we tell that you had a little horse accident? Well, I'll, and, put, it, I'll put it on video. Okay, so David on, had a horse accident. was yeah. no fault of George's. No, well, it was, was rider error. Totally a yeah. rider error. He made um, it through a gate opening and my leg didn't and I was ejected off. And Yeah, had a uh, little ER trip. Yeah, but it was all fun. Um, was yeah, all fun. so we've got George and then we took on Becca. I got mm-hmm. Becca. And, uh, ironically, we got Becca. She's a German shepherd. Uh European line, long coat, black and red. And uh, if we thought she'd sit still, we'd bring her down and, and have her on video, but she, she would be into everything. Mm-hmm. She's eight months old now. And ironically, we got her from a lady who, unbeknownst to me, when I found the lady, in addition to her breeding uh, that she does for uh, these this line of German Shepherds, she is also an officer uh, in Chattanooga. Chattanooga. So, um, so yes, we have Becca, who's named after the breeder, Rebecca. And, uh, so we brought on George and Becca. And so we've 
had our hands kind of full and you're traveling all the time still. Well, but I did. I This year I've backed off. I, backed I, off a I, I probably was on the road almost in 2023 weekly. Yes. Uh, home on a Friday night, maybe a Saturday, back out on a Sunday morning, uh, which is, you know, as much as I love that, and I do love that, it was too much because that that gets in the way of keeping the podcast and some yes. other projects. Not to mention, I still have a family here that right. you're, you're fun to hang out from time to time with, too. So it, uh, I think I'm fun all it, the time, yeah, but we and, can call it time to time. And, whatever. you know, the horse and the dog. But, but that, it, that moving forward with me alternating those weeks and maybe two times a month tops, is is time yes. is going to get uh, much more better. Now that said, when I'm traveling, is that uh, we've we've talked about it before? Is that uh, a lot of times I'm getting uh, case hits, and for example, yeah. I'm talking to a sheriff in Oklahoma right now that wants to do some unsolves, and uh, and it, whether or not we get those to coordinate or do them quickly, um, I'm always out uh, running the podcast. Down. Yes, and, and the, the, here we go again because of who I am and my background. Uh, these people will talk to me. Uh, you know, they usually won't work with the media. They, they really hesitant by getting with anybody in the lay community or in a podcast right. or vlogging world at all. But uh, because the re- I have a rapport with them automatically because of, of what I've done and we get them involved and it works out good. So that getting it, it uh, you know, one of the things is that the production thing will get back in swing. And, mm-hmm. and, and we've got some really cool stuff on the way. You know, we, we're going to have we've got some cases. I know there's one set of cases that I'm working with Paul Williams on right now. He's pretty much co-producing this. That all I can say is that it will probably occupy a lot of the year. Uh, It'll be a serial offender, a very scary serial offender. And uh, it's taken us some time to produce it because it's the moving pieces to get the chronology is going to be set. Uh, So we're going to have those. Um, We do have a lot more uh, educational stuff. We do like to mix those in, too, is uh, with uh, some interviews with prosecutors and uh, and some particular things that they want to talk about. Uh, I've said before, and and, and I'll get it confirmed up, but I've got two fantastic defense attorneys from in this area that have cross-examined me more than once on the stand, but they're good at what they do, and they were willing to come in and talk about defending murder defendants and particularly maybe we can ask them questions like what that is emotionally uh, to defend somebody that you know did it and i've got some ideas but because it's commendable work but we'll have them in so we'll have that we uh have a a polygraph operator online that i just need to schedule and come in and Mm -hmm. talk about what my daughter brooke used to call a polywog when she was little it, but we'll have a, a polygraph operator come in and talk about what they are and what they aren't and, and maybe some of the cases that he's worked on that have moved the, the ball forward. Um, so and and even the, the, the one I'm really working on that uh, is taking some more scheduling, too, is uh, there's a, a, a friend of mine that works very close here in Richmond that uh, when he was a New York cop, him and his partner actually uh, found out during an investigation of a case that a, the wrong person on a murder had been imprisoned. And we're going to get him or, or both of them to come on and talk about what it was like for them as police officers to get him unprisoned, if that makes sense, which is pretty cool stuff is the idea that, and he's, the story on it is, is, is amazing. Um, it wasn't a popular thing to do in a police department, but they found that this person who had been imprisoned, didn't belong there because they identified the correct person and they fought after that to get this person released. So it's a matter of scheduling to get them in. So we have some really neat stuff coming. Uh, that said, uh, an invitation we'd like to make 
is we would really like to go down the road more of uh, doing some unsolves and some missings. Starting here locally in Kentucky mm-hmm. probably is the easiest. Um, so we've talked and met people at like Sandra Hasty's vigil before, which comes up in May. Uh, we'll try to maybe get some pictures this time to, to share what that looks like when she has that victim's vigil. But if you are interested in, if you have a, a missing case or an unsolved or something with suspicious circumstances, don't hesitate to email us at murderpolicepod at gmail.com, and we can start to talk about whether it would be a fit for the show. Um, I think it's a great opportunity for people to talk about family members and loved ones. If nothing else, uh, we can give them a place where they can just talk about who this person was other than a counter statistic. And I think that's that's just super powerful stuff. Is uh, So missings and suspicious circumstances and unsolves we would we would love to to work with people so again that's murderpolicepod at gmail.com shoot us some details and me and or wendy will get back in touch and we'll work with them and see if we can start producing i just think it meant a lot for um michael gorley and uh kjax to have that out and of course the the unsolved case that we covered that made me want to look at more would be the murder of david kelm here in lexington and uh, what it was like to sit down with his mother and his sister and and again to hear who David is well and and ironically you know we often talk about how things with murders or different cases somehow sometimes intertwine with others and ironically new listeners uh Angie my friend that was murdered was married to David and um so it really came full circle in that you know, I remember getting the phone call from Angie when she, and they were divorced, of course, at that time. But when she found out that David had been murdered, which, as you said, is still unsolved years later. And then they had two children in common and are together. And just to know that both of those children lost their parents, both their parents exactly. to murder. right? Um, and so, yeah, you're right. I hope that we can. Jessica, like any mom, deals with this. Not that his sister doesn't, but that is so hard on Jessica every day. Right. She makes a post about that. And, and I mean, we've talked to her one-on-one, and we know she's, what she's going through. She just wants answers. Which everybody wants. Yes. And, and again, I think that, that I think it, it, it certainly didn't help them get over anything, but I think it— it probably felt pretty good to know that out there in the internet that who David is is real now. Yes. And that when people hear it, they again, it's, it's not a blurb in the news or a number on a UCR or Uniform Crime Report or anything like that, that he he's truly a good person. He was a really great person, and he and Angie had been high school sweethearts and had married for, for quite a while before they parted ways. But, uh, you know, not only does Jessica deserve answers, but somebody, again, knows who— did this somebody needs to pay for that crime amen amen well so there we i think that's a pretty good list of where we're going and and there's tons of other stuff that we're going to work out one other thing to to watch for too is that uh we're going to try to pick up the pace on social media that's one of those things that i know we need to do and and i'm not in there as often as i should and one things that that we're going to work on is is uh, the audience might start seeing more short reels or short video things and we might start popping on the air uh, with smaller episodes to talk about 
things that are going on right now and uh, and to get the dialogue and to maybe talk about uh, what the possibilities are in these cases, not trying to solve them or anything, but maybe tickle everybody's critical thinking bone a little bit. I think there's an educational part. So we be watching for that is that uh, another good reason to be following us on Facebook and Instagram and sign up on YouTube. We tinker and TikTok a little. I tinker with TikTok a little in and out. So maybe there too. Um, not as committed to it as the other ones, but that's one thing we want people to do for sure is to uh, follow us on those social media sites and uh, go to murderpolicepodcast.com and sign up at the email subscription list. Tons of stuff coming up there too. Not to mention the merchandise store that we have where you can get swag. And the cool thing about that is a percentage of everything you buy for us gets donated to the DNA Doe Project, which you can go back in our catalog and listen to the episodes on the fantastic work that the DNA Doe Project uh, hands off. Uh, one last thing uh, coming in 2024 is one of the reasons that we were in the dark a little bit is uh, I've been writing a book. And the book is probably going to publish late spring, early summer. And uh, I'm not going to go into detail. It's in, it's in an editor's hands right now. You've watched me banging away at it and talking about banging away at it. But the book is going to really start a discussion about true crime and, and detective work and 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 stuff. And I'm not going to go any deeper there. I thought you were going to tell them it was like love professions for me. Well, there's one of those in there. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. You know, like that you yeah. went the crime route, which is fine. Right. You are writing a book. You've been right. really working hard at exactly. it. Exactly. So you've, but, been, but, you've we, been at it for a while. Yeah. I mean, back in the early spring last year, you yeah, were yeah, I've out actually, on our front porch typing away. Well, but, but and I was actually going slow, and but I've kind of put a fire under my butt. So I have an editor now. I'm getting ready to do the rest stages. Getting back to it is that when that's ready to go, is that I'll probably offer, well, I probably won't. I'll, I'll offer some significant access and discounts to people who listened to us recently. It's, I think they're going to enjoy it or I wouldn't be bothering writing it. So it, um, that's, that's uh, another thing to look for that you'll see through the podcast and get advertised through the podcast. And I would and like whatnot. to say one of your, I guess, motivators for that was another former officer and friend, Scott Harvey. Yes, for sure. Because he wrote a book. Right. Uh, do you want to talk about his book for a little bit? Well, no, yeah, we will. It uh, Scott Harvey, uh, I'm in a mastermind with Scott, and that's been a mentor for me, too. Scott is a retired uh, police officer who's a hostage negotiator. He has a fantastic podcast on, on self-development and entrepreneurship called Speaking of Harvey. And uh, his book, by the way, is called Silence Kills. Uh, just like it sounds, Silence Kills. It's on Amazon. It's a communication book written for people like you and me. And, yes. uh, and he's amazing. It, it, uh I and we've had him book. on here. He I mean, actually interviewed us. Exactly. To, exactly. On like a episode zero of Who Are We? Right. The, the episode zero that we didn't make for about two years, right? We, we didn't. Said, yeah, but a, he said he we didn't. need to do it, and we did. Yeah. And he interviewed us, and he's got a great radio voice. Oh, yes, he does. He well, really does. Well, he's a, he's a professional speaker, too. So I mean, he, he's just great. It, Scott, uh, if you're listening, you're great. Yeah. So speaking of Harvey is, is his podcast and a Silence Kills is his book, and uh, yeah. he does a fantastic job with that, a, a mentor of mine in that aspect yeah. as well. Can you think of anything else for 2020? I can't. Just uh, tune in and listen. Sorry that we've been a little dark, but, you know, David over here has been extremely busy while I've been holding down the fort, take care of animals, etc. cetera. Mm -hmm. True. Um, so, yes, I'm looking forward to, to – uh, I'm definitely looking forward to the more unsolves and more missing – um, 
just because my my heart really goes out to to those families. Same that, here. Same that, here. That uh, you know they just I think it makes them feel really good to talk. Uh, you know, it was really hard doing uh, when we met with Kevin's mother. Um, you know, she got teary at times. She she sure. did good, but you know, it was it was almost very hard. But then you could see the how proud she was speaking of him because he had overcome some things and and really just you know i i guess all i can say is i'm just excited for that and then of course the murder cases because you know that's what i love listening to so um thank you to our listeners if you're new please go back uh start at the beginning and listen i'm Maybe a little biased, but I think we've got some great episodes and and uh, very intriguing cases. And you know, if you are new, uh, we dif- we are different in others, are different from others in that we bring on the actual detective that worked that. And I'm not saying no other podcast does that because maybe they do. There's a few. You know, I'm not a, a real avid podcast listener. Well, that's, I will that's, say, it, that's um, it. is it? It's authentic and, and again, yeah, it, it is. And, and when you're sitting in the room with the detective, and I get to look over. At that detective and say, well, what were you doing when you got this call? Because, you know, I love every little detail. Right. And and he may say, we were opening presents. It was Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of lends credence to he's just a regular guy like well, we are. Uh, yeah. Well, and uh, then he's out there solving these murders. And, and you look at him on one hand like he's average. And then at the end of the podcast, you know, I'm usually sitting there going, Wow, he's really amazing. Oh. Um, you know, and I, and I think that speaks for all law enforcement. Well, that's, that's it. My that's opinion. the whole gist of the podcast yeah. is uh, true crime, real detectives. Yeah, so real detectives. Without uh, further to do, as Jasper used to say, <laughs> yes, is uh, take care. Uh, thanks for listening, and thank you for listening. Uh, tell your friends, share us, share us, share us, and uh, and and get your get your swag. Exactly, murder for, police podcast swag. Excellent. Take care. Thanks. The Murder Police Podcast is hosted by Wendy and David Lyons and was created to honor the lives of crime victims, so their names are never forgotten. It is produced, recorded, and edited by David Lyons. The Murder Police Podcast can be found on your favorite Apple or Android podcast platform, as well as at MurderPolicePodcast.com, where you will find show notes, transcripts, information about our presenters, and a link to the official Murder Police Podcast merch store, where you can purchase a huge variety of Murder Police podcast swag. We are also on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, which is closed caption for those that are hearing impaired. Just search for the Murder Police podcast and you will find us. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe for more and give us five stars and a written review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your podcasts. Make sure you set your player to automatically download new episodes so you get the new ones as soon as they drop. And please tell your friends. Lock it down, Judy.